Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is Angel B. Hartwell, and I am very excited to welcome our very special guest today, Lisa Mannion. Lisa is the business marketing architect and president of Right on creative. She pioneered the simple three-step challenge, solution, invitation framework to create marketing messages with integrity by focusing on passion points instead of pain points. Lisa's strategies help you reverse engineer your most powerful solutions into profitable revenue streams known to produce million-dollar results. Her philosophies are featured in Inc., magazine, and multiple number one best-selling books, including Wonder Women, How Western Women Will Save the World. Lisa received the People's Choice Awards at the California Women's Conference and offers free business building resources on her award-winning blog at Write On Creative. And I have a personal connection with Lisa. We've actually known one another for a very long time, including we were both in the book, the same book how Western women will save the world. I'm pretty sure unless it's, I mean, it seems like uh, that that's where we actually met and connected. And so we've been intersecting with one another over many years online and in virtual spaces. And I'm just really delighted and honored to have you here on the show today, Lisa. Uh, What I love best about you is that you were fearless and ferocious about taking the stand for marketing that is really what I see as an evolved level of marketing. And so thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I am delighted to be here. And I really appreciate your acknowledgement because it has been a little journey, you know, sharing something that's the complete opposite of what everyone else is sharing. Yeah, it's funny. I am. Um, I had somebody else earlier on an earlier episode. And right before we got on to record, I showed her my drum and my drum has a salmon on the front of it that I recently made and salmon literally are going against the current to get to be able to create. They go against the current to be able to create and recreate themselves. And so I'd love to have you start by sharing with our listeners what inspired you, first of all, to get into your own business, to get in into uh, the work that you do in marketing? And then, you know, where did the inspiration come from to say, hey, I'm not doing it that way. I'm doing it this way. I'd love to hear that. Sure. Well, it's funny because this this goes way back. I mean, we've been connected for a long time, but like, let's roll back to when I was like four or five, right? And even back then, I, I just had this penchant for words and, and for marketing even. I would be watching Captain Kangaroo or cartoons on this little black and white television with rabbit ears, antennas. And when the commercials would come on, I would critique them even then and think, they're just still missing the mark. Like, just talk to people. People are people. You, know, you don't have to do all this stuff. So fast forward, you know, throughout high school, I was ads manager of the high school newspaper and one of the lead journalists. 
been a reporter for a very long time, did the same thing in college for a bit. I did not complete college, however. Instead, I jumped into the workforce and I started working in advertising and marketing. In fact, I've worked in multiple different capacities, ad agencies, radio stations. I'm a certified radio marketing master. So I've just been fascinated by this for a very long time. And the reason I decided to start my own business was I just wanted to do things on my own terms. I loved working in the ad agency arena. However, it was highly dominated by masculine energy. And that wasn't aligning with me. I was evolving as a person and realizing that I needed to make a change. So in 2003, I resigned and I started my own business. Nice. I I resigned at the end of 2002 out of the real estate industry and started my own business in 2003. So what a fun parallel. Yeah. Well, and what's so fascinating is that so I had a non-compete. And at the time that I resigned, luckily, I had a lot of my own skills that I could build my brand and get all that done. But I also had a non-compete for a couple of years. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have the buyout fee to start my own agency. I had clients come my way and say, hey, and we still work with you, and unfortunately not. So that's when I decided to expand my skill set and started studying direct response copywriting and with a lot of the big copywriters and marketers and coaches that were in the online arena because I thought, well, if I can't do this in my local market, why not just go global? Mm-hmm. Sense, right? I love that. Yeah. Why not just go global? This is a girl after my own woman, <laughs> like, a really smart woman after my own heart. <laughs> I remember when I got the call to be a messenger, which to me, there is a little bit of a difference between being a messenger and utilizing this, the word for the marketing purposes, right? There's a distinction there for mm-hmm. me. And so when I got called to be a messenger, I was really clear that like the people at the local, you know, rubber chicken luncheon were, were not my people. <laughs> they weren't my people. I really was meant to serve at a global level. And so I love that you had the courage to also say yes to that calling as well. So I'd love to ask you, I want to start by talking a little bit about valuing your vision, because when you made the decision to start your own business, it really required you to both have a vision for what might be possible, but also to say yes to that vision and value it. So can you talk a little bit about that process for yourself? Yeah, there just was no other choice. It was time to do it on my own terms. And I wanted to serve in a different way. And interestingly enough, while I help map out plans for people all the time, my plan was I'm not going to do marketing for a while, not going to do advertising for a while. What I'm going to do is focus on writing and being more creative. And I'm going to write for magazines and do things like that. Well, the universe had other plans for me because of all of my experience. And then what I started learning in, you know, the direct response and copywriting arena, I needed to step back in and people needed my help with their messaging and with their strategies and to bring all those pieces together because you don't always find the skill set in one person. And interestingly enough, what my big nudge was that that made me evolve my vision beyond what I could even comprehend, which is what the universe does for us when we have a really big charge. I started, gosh, I, I was just questioning what was going on, quite frankly because everyone was teaching pain point marketing and you know they were having conversations like well what are their pain points and it was just rolling off their tongues as if it was a normal thing and i kept watching these these tactics and i believe they're manipulative where they were you know yes we need to know what the problem is i totally get that but they were poking at those pain points and agitating the angst and what i saw happening is 
people were disconnecting, they were being turned off by it. And also it was perpetuating buyer's remorse, chargebacks and return rates. Mm. And I thought, this is really kind of gross, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term. But I was also going through the who am I mm. to question all of these gurus, right? Who am I to step up and say, this isn't right. There's a different way to do it. So it all evolved kind of quietly and silently because, again, the universe had other plans for me. People would come to me and say, Lisa, you know, we've spent tens of thousands of dollars on this sales coach or this copywriter or this consultant or this strategist or whatever it might be. And we've got all of the pain points lined out in our marketing message and it's just not landing. And so I would, you know, kind of have to take them back to basics and say, well, first of all, what formula are you using? And second of all, when was the last time, most of the time it was pain point, because that's all anybody was teaching. And second of all, you know, when was the last time someone really poked at all of your pain points and you wanted to do business with them for long term, right? Mm. So sometimes we can get sucked into things, right? When we're in the midst of something and feeling something deeply. And it may be helpful or it may not. It's hard to tell. But oftentimes there's some buyer's remorse after that. So I just, I observed and I watched and that's how everything kind of evolved into what I do today. And I knew that it was possible to paint a picture of possibility with passion points and that it's possible to elevate the conversation and that people are smarter than we've ever been. And we don't want to be manipulated. We want to do business with people we like that we know are going to be holding our best interests in their hearts, in their hands, in their head, everywhere, you know, mm -hmm. and being of true service. So, you know, it kind of happened very organically. So while I'm all about planning and holding the vision, this vision took on a life of its own. Mm, as they usually do. Right. <laughs> I call myself a vision getter and not a goal setter. I think when I receive a vision, the goals just naturally precipitate out that will allow me to attain that vision. And oftentimes the vision has a life of, like you're saying, it has a life of its own. So I want to have you talk a little bit because you were swimming upstream, right, against the current. I'd love to have you speak about how you girded your heart, you know, and affirmed yourself. Like, what were some of the things that you did to support yourself in standing in what you saw to be possible and then continuing to speak that into the world and write that into the world and have it come into reality? Well, first of all, I protected myself and I was really quiet about it, which isn't always the smartest or the wisest or the fastest track to bringing everything out to everyone that needs to hear it. But that was the truth because I was still kind of experiencing that who am I syndrome. But what I knew to be true in my heart of heart, soul of souls, that this was my truth. And it was the truth of the people that I'm meant to serve. And the people that I'm meant to serve are just turned off by pain point marketing. If you start a conversation with them and say, hey, tell me what your prime prospect's pain points are, they're just, their eyes glaze over and like, ooh, ick, no, let's talk about how we can be in service. So I was pretty quiet about it to begin with. But then what happened is hundreds upon hundreds of people came my way and asked for my help and said, this pain point stuff isn't working for us. What can we do? And I draw them back to basics. We'd go through a values exercise, really identify sometimes for the first time what their values were, maybe re-identify or, or reassess, reevaluate, look at those again, because as we grow and evolve as people, that's very important. And then asking really poignant questions by saying, listen, 
is what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're marketing yourself in alignment with those values. Because if it's not, you can make money. I'm not saying you can't. The pain point stuff can work. Absolutely. But if you want to set yourself up for long-term sustainable business success and you want that energetic alignment, you have to have it all aligned. So I just stood in my truth and in my faith. And the other thing is I'm very connected to source. So I get divine downloads. Mm -hmm. And one of the downloads that I got, which blew my mind and terrified me all at the same time was you're going to change the trajectory of marketing, advertising, and copywriting. And you're going to teach people how to do this with integrity. And I was like, what? Who me? (laughs) And the other message I got, you know, shortly after that was, and also you're going to speak at the California Women's Conference about this. I'm like, what? Well, anyway, that all came to fruition. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I just need to listen and I need to follow those threads. And when you follow those threads and you listen and you trust that you're aligned with the absolute light, then you're going to be taken exactly where you need to be. Yeah, I love that. And so it's interesting because my word for this year is listen. (laughs) So I love that you said that. And uh, one of the things that I know from my own evolution is I remember being taught back in the day, probably when you and I first intersected with one another through the pain point thing. And I remember feeling a fully visceral in my body response to like, no, I can't do that. Like at that time, I was really positioning myself more in the realm of the healer. And I said, how could I as a healer, like go poke the poke, 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 and then leave the person in that state if they didn't buy from me. I couldn't do that. So I hear that. And and I'm grateful that you answered your call, Lisa, because I think part of the work is to say yes to that calling and step into that leadership role. We're already at the break. It's amazing how quickly it comes. But when we come back, we are going to talk more about this and where people can find out more about you. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use some help if you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air. Please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I also want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. Uh, We are now at 59 countries, and I'm going to shout out this week to our listeners in, uh, where are you, Lisa? You're in Washington or Oregon? Ashland, Oregon. Ashland, Oregon. So we'll shout out to our listeners in Oregon, but let's also shout out to our listeners in Ireland, the Philippines, and Tanzania, the United Republic of Tanzania. And we will be right back with Lisa Mannion. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com.
And we are back with Lisa Mannion. You can find out more about Lisa and how to engage her services and play with her in the realm of uh, helping you to get your messaging more aligned with a deeper alignment with your, your purpose and the people that you are really meant to serve by going to writeoncreative.com, W-R-I-T-E-O-N-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. So Lisa, before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about having the courage to stand against the tide. You're definitely one of those people who's talking the walk and walking the talk. I'd love to hear the business side of your story. Like when you first said, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Can you talk a little bit about the journey from there to here? Because when we first start in our own business, you know, we're starting from scratch. So I'd love to hear any bumps that you faced in the road, any success stories you want to share, any like amazing clients that you want to celebrate. Just give us a little bit of that journey from there to here, from 2003 to now almost 20 years later. Yeah, isn't that wild? So of course there were bumpy, bumpy spots. I thought I was just going to be writing articles, but that's not at all what I'm doing. I still do that, by the way, and I'm featured in many publications, but that's more for fun. So yeah, you know, I had to, I had to really start everything from scratch. And when I started studying the direct response copywriting and all of that and realizing that the copywriting arena really needed help, I had to start repackaging everything. And so I started actually, there were a couple of different things. There's, there's four core cornerstones and foundations to being successful in business. There's your planning and strategy, there's your content and messaging, and there's your image and branding, and there's your publicity and PR. So having the background that I do, I used to offer a lot of these different services in different arenas. I used to do press releases for people all of the time. You know, sometimes for my retained clients, I'll do some of that now, but for the most part, I've had to refine packages and look at where do people really need the most help. And so what happened is some of my core offerings became helping people with their websites because that's really where the hub of their business is, at least online, if you want to leverage. So that came with a little bit of resistance on my part because I know I can do so many different things, but I also know it's really important to be able to help people focus on one specific thing. So that's a big piece of it. And then also realizing that people didn't really have marketing plans in place as far as a full content strategy plan and where where they were going to go. So this is where I get really excited because this is when I started really helping people reverse engineer their most powerful solutions into profitable revenue streams. And when people implement the plan, once we put it in place, some have been able to produce million dollar results. Now, some have mapped them out as projections, and I get that. I've done that myself. I've yet to exceed my projections, so that's full transparency. We always have something to strive for. So I'm always celebrating my clients. They're, um, to me, just so impressive what they do. Some of them you can see on my website. Some of them prefer to stay quiet and behind the scenes, and that's great, but all of them are doing such amazing things in the world. But one of the most important things that I ever did was invest in coaching to have someone who had gone before me help with some of that. Now, I haven't always agreed with my coaches. I think that's really, really important. One of the things that I will tell anyone in business is always retain your sense of self and your center 
and your ability for critical thinking. Mm, I love that. I want to just underscore with double underlines, retain your ability for critical thinking because what's fascinating to me, and I'm just being guided right now to veer off a little bit, but you know, you and I both live in the US and one of the things that I was observing four years ago, five years ago, when the Trump campaign got going, it was very much a pain point marketing campaign, right? And it really incited and poked, literally poked the bear, 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 and ultimately ended up in something historically bad. <laughs> in my opinion, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just say write down, put my stake in the ground and say bad. It was bad. It was bad for the country. It was bad for the people that got poked who are now still left in pain. It's just was bad all the way around. And so I'm curious, Lisa, as you, you know, as somebody who is intuitive, deeply intuitive, somebody who is deeply connected to your source, as somebody who has a calling of the magnitude that you have to actually literally be the beacon or the maybe Lady Liberty, right? <laughs> Liberating people from this old mindset. What do you see for yourself is your next like step in the direction of bringing that into even greater reality and manifestation and fruition? Well, that's such a good question. Well, one of the things that I've realized, and it's not actually a new realization, but it's just a matter of, of stepping more into the ability to share with even more people is that I definitely have to create my online program that is leveraged because I'm just me, right? So now people can still hire me one-to-one -to, -one to do some work, but again, spaces are limited because my bandwidth is limited and I want to make sure that I give my very best to the clients that I work with. So I've got that in the works for this year. I have a book that I've been working on as well, and that's also in the works, but I think I'm going to get the course done first, do it a little bit backwards, mm. and get that information out to everyone. Beyond that, I'm not 100% I'm not sure, and here's why. I don't try to force the plans anymore. I understand that the plan is not actually mine. So I wait for guidance. And what I find is when I'm trying to push things forward or make them happen, I start feeling really tense inside. Things don't line up as they should. But when I just you know, sit back and allow and say, all right, creator, what's next? How do we want to serve? in a bigger, better way? Where do I need to be seen and heard? What's next? And that's where the magic happens. It's, it's much easier said than done, by the way. I'm sure you know that. I do know that. So share with our women around the world, what do you do when you are in that place where you know that it will serve you to, to sit back and surrender and allow, and there's a part of you that's hooked into some other program that says, no, we're moving forward here with XYZ because I've, you know, whatever, I've set a date or I've got my team all lined up or I've taken money or whatever. What is one of your practices that you engage in to really reset and recalibrate and realign with the real big what's next? Excellent question. I get out in nature hands down, that's the absolute, that, that is my medicine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will go and walk in Lithia Park here in Ashland. It's just gorgeous. And that's often where some of the most magical downloads come now. And it's, it's really nice, but connecting directly to source. I mean, when people tell me they don't believe in 
something bigger than themselves, I say, step out into nature and just look around. There's no possible way that there isn't something bigger than all of us. No doubt about that. Well, and I think it's funny because you and I, we both kind of came into our own self-employment in 2003. And I remember I had a spiritual awakening. I remember becoming more open to source and becoming more intuitive and growing in my intuition and growing in my trusting of that and my discernment around that. And I remember there was a time when it wasn't called downloads. <laughs> and and now all of a sudden it's like, all of a sudden there was like a shift. There, there felt like there was a shift. So I wanna close our time together by asking you, what do you see? What do you see coming? What are you feeling? What are you aware of? What do you perceive in terms of the shift that we are in right now and that we are participating in and a part of and co-creating? Absolutely. Well, I, I want to encourage everyone to take a deep breath and go inside and know that it will all be okay. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, there is always um, a little bit of chaos before the calm. And that's what we're really experiencing right now. But what I have received as far as messaging around the unrest in the world is that it's unfortunate that this divide has happened. And it's not fun to watch venomous behavior and the group think based on political parties, based on the virus, based on all the things that have been happening. And at the same time, it's all a part of the natural selection process, which is going to sound scary and harsh, but it's happened decade upon decade, century upon century throughout the history of mankind. And until we can pause and get back into our center and that collective unification that brings our commonalities together to create greater peace, then the unrest is going to continue. So it's our individual choice mm -hmm. to pick our battles. And I don't like the battle, but right now there's a lot of that going on wisely, but better yet, step away from them and create calm. Yeah. It's just not necessary to get caught up into the fray. It just is not. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. Well, from somebody who took a stand way back in the day for a different way of navigating in the marketing world to somebody who's taking a stand right now for reminding each of us to be mindful about how we choose to invest our time and our energy and our attention. I am so grateful, Lisa, for your presence here, and I'm delighted that you were able to join me today on Wickedly Smart Women podcast, and we are at the end already. It's so fast. So listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 540-402-0043, extension 4343, or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.